When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, Ron and Sana never does that to me. The king at CNBC, and there's so much going on, of course, the big showdown between Biden and McCarthy. They're calling it this morning the debt ceiling showdown. The Fed raised uh, uh, again, more hikes, a quarter of a point. Inflation still an issue. So here he is, my man, the great Ron and Sana. Ronnie, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm good. Listen, at least you get a text back. That's all I got to say. So. You don't? No. No, I have to call. Yeah, I have to call because I, I keep waiting for the response, and it's like... You know, you know what's um, funny about check you? Your text. Yeah. Check, check, check your text. Yeah, check your text. You are such a, a nice man. I, for example, a couple of years ago, we, we uh, launched our charity for Gabriel, and we had this soft party at Joseph Abood's old clothing store. And you live in Jersey. You're on TV all day. You're exhausted. It was raining that night. You show up with your wife, which we'll never forget that, never. Also gave a very nice donation. Anytime I text you, you text me back right away. You're great to my wife, Danielle. You're a sweet person. But yet, there's a side of you that is really nasty. I mean, me and Chris Cuomo are about to fight. Now you want to fight Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I want the undercard, absolutely. And and now you've been on the show. You beat that little bow-tie-wearing geek to a pulp. See this? And you've also threatened guys like uh, Charles Payne, Charlie Gasparino. I've never never threatened them. I've called them out on stuff that they've done. Yeah, but you want to beat them up, right? Uh, Charlie's a boxer. No no way I get in there. No, no, you you can't beat him, but but, but you want to beat him up, yes? Well, I, I don't really have I don't have that much animosity towards Charles Payne. I, I just think he shouldn't be doing what he's doing for a living. But you know, <laughs> Chuck, Tucker Carlson, yeah, I would love to just you know beat his little prep school brains out. Oh, so, so before we get into debt ceilings and inflation and Fed hikes, can you tell me what the genesis is of the Insana Tucker Carlson war? Oh, I just I think he's a dangerous human being who's lying to the American public every single night. With, with particular respect to things like vaccines, um, immigration, which I think he has no idea what he's talking about. We're, we're short 5 million workers in the United States. We have a bit of a baby bust going on. Our population's actually declining. And, and all he does is bang people of color, you know, verbally by saying that, you know, they don't belong here. All our people came here from somewhere else. Yours, mine, you know, yeah, they checked in at Ellis Island, but they signed. They never, they never wrote ahead and told the American government they were on their way. Right. They just showed up. And, and you know, given when my, my grandparents came here in the early 1900s, they could have disappeared into any part of the country that wasn't settled yet. And there was a lot of it and never became citizens. Now, that, it happened that they didn't do that. But, you know, there was there, there's never really been until recently, you know, this formal process. But there's always been, if you read the literature, this, you know, just this just, just total hatred of the other. And, and, and I think people who preach that are, 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 are number one, just just morally bankrupt and two doing the country a great economic disservice because population growth is what drives the economy and our population growth has stalled completely all right well listen i'm not going to argue that i love tucker carlson i actually think uh in total disagreement he's the best tv show host now by a mile and if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about people lying on television i promise you i wouldn't do this so i won't 
but you may want to take a look at some of the people you walk by the halls every day. So let's not talk about lying on I television. I work at CNBC, by the way. I work at CNBC. Oh, they lie, so. too. There's a bunch of people that lie there, too. No, no, no. No, no. 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 Okay, no. well, listen. You're entitled to that opinion, but why so much outrage? What is what is all this? What happened? Did you get picked fourth? I think it's a, true. No. Well, no, I, no. Did, I get, did I get picked fourth? No. <laughs> like in a me? basketball game like 30 no, years ago? No, like, no, 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 no. Well, well first of all, bas- I'm 5'6". <laughs> You know, basketball is not my sport. I'm not, you know, I'm not hitting threes and I'm not, you know, just jamming down the middle of the lane, yeah. you know, and dunking. That never happened. I played football, played baseball, you know. So, no, I, I, I'm not concerned about my athletic skills. Okay. You know. All right. Because I just uh, But no, the, the, I'm not the, angry for that. I, I think he is a dangerous human being. Okay. Well, we disagree there. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's, of course, I still like you. Love you. Whatever. I love you, you too. Know. I'm just, I always get so surprised. Like, the Cuomo story pops up. You're like, I'll fight Carlson on the undercard. I'm like, what? Well, listen, I will tell you, if, if, if Hannity didn't train MMA, I'd do them both at the same time. So now you want to kick Hannity and Carlson's ass. T- together? Oh, that would be a, a blast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> See, now it all, it, it's all clear to me why I misloved you all these years. It really is. Now I got to know you personally. I love you, too. But, and he I, used to wish me dead I, I every time I was no, on no, the no. show. He loved you. That's, that's, when he said that, it was his way of being nice. And, again, <laughs> yeah, I'm on record. I'm both Sean Hannity. Hannity's actually a friend of mine. I love him. And Tucker Carlson. But, see, that's the beauty of sitting friends in the morning. And that's why I think this show is different than most in that Sean yeah. Hannity will come on, and I'll tell him how great he is, how much I love him. You'll come on. You're you're an absolute dear friend. I don't care whether you love him, hate him, means nothing to me. People get right. so outraged in the audience, but that's the issue with our country today. You should be able to have different points of view without killing somebody. Right, but you want to kill people anyway. Carlson so do you. You want, to, you want to beat up Chris Cuomo? I do. I want to kick his ass. You're right. Uh, I, do. I, would, I would recommend that Chris not get in the ring with you. That, uh, that would be well, my first recommendation. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not a very big fan of Joe Biden. Now he's an old man and all that. But you talk about people destroying the country. My God. No, no. Oh. Wow. Tell, tell me how. Please tell me how. How many hours? Is this show four hours? for your audience. Yeah. Four hours? for your audience. Yeah. I am not some raging leftist. I am a centrist individual I, I i like ideas from both sides of the aisle as long as they're prudent as long as they move the ball forward but well, i don't given what he's done with with ukraine given how he's now beating back china and taking even greater he's not beating back anybody he's not beating back china china treats him like a little bitch he does nothing to beat back china that's what trump did uh the ukraine thing is a disaster no, no, we've given them billions and billions and billions of dollars and aid on a war that we never should have got involved with in the first place I don't even want to go there about Joe Biden. He's you destroyed. Putin in Poland? I, I, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He would have gone to Lithuania, oh, sure Estonia, right, right. Latvia. By the way, by the, way the only reason why you've got a Ukraine-Russia war is because this idiot is in charge in the first place because the last guy who you can't stand spent four years and there was no Ukraine-Russia war. So don't get me started on Biden and foreign policy. He's the most feckless and worst president in the history of the country. He's reconstructed NATO. He has do- reconstructed because, he, because he's going back to paying for everybody else's business? When Trump no, said no, thank you? Okay. Actually, Germany is paying more now for defense than they ever have. Now who started that? Period. Who started that? The last guy. Well, first of all, they, they don't they don't kick money into NATO. They spend more as a percentage of GDP on their own defense. There is no donation or no payment or no dues that goes into NATO. Yeah. But I think Biden has done it 
wonderful job. I, I think the former guy would have let Putin walk past Crimea and take Ukraine back. Yeah, but, no, but, but, but Putin wouldn't terrific. do it. Putin wouldn't do it because he respected and was intimidated by the former guy. This guy's such a pussy. Really? Yeah. Was, was there a oh, Russia-Ukraine war? Was there a Russia-Ukraine war? Yeah, they took Crimea in 2014. Was uh, Trump then, president? Then, wait, wait, wait. That was Obama. And Biden was, was in the White House Obama then, too. So when Trump was the president of the United States, Ron, I'm going to end this right here, was there a Ukraine-Russia war? No, because Putin wouldn't do it. He did it when there Obama was, was there. For one. He did it when Obama was there, and he did it when Biden was there. You can't connect those well, he's dots? Get, he's, he's getting crushed, and he's destroying his economy in the process. That's fine. Okay, great. That was, that's because of Biden. Biden gets lucky in that respect. Biden didn't know that. He didn't have nothing. We're providing then, a ton of support. Uh, too much and support. And weapons. Right, too much support. Why? Too much. Why? Yeah. You want World War Three? You're not going to get World War Three. You're not going to. You, hey. you want China to be emboldened to take Taiwan? You don't really believe all. Uh, by the way, by the way, there was no China-Taiwan talk when Trump was president. Now yes, we're doing that. No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. China-Taiwan talk. No, there wasn't. And and North Absolutely. Korea stopped firing missiles into the water and towards Japan. No, yeah, they did. No, they he went to see Rocket Man and it stopped. He went to see Rocket no, Man and it stopped. The, the one no, the nuclear program. There were no bad deals with Iran. Listen, listen. This is the worst foreign policy president ever. You're on to talk about the economy. Let's the stick we're there. not supporting. We're not going back to the the Iranian deal. In fact, we're going the opposite way. We oh, just worked with Israel oh, yeah. to dismantle a drone facility. Yes, yes. Very nice that, that these morons, Biden and Kerry, came to the realization that nobody in this country on either side wants to deal with Iran who wants to blow up Israel every day. I mean, please, listen, the economy's a mess. Inflation was at 8 9% forever. Down. Okay, it's coming it's down. down, but it was, Ron, it was terrible for months, a year, terrible. Months. Okay, so you understand that this is more like a post-war environment than it is like the 1970s. I don't, I'll, any economist who's been talking about this and comparing this to the wage price spiral in the 70s that led to 11% unemployment, 13% inflation, and 20% interest rates is the wrong analog. We had a pandemic. We had a war that drove up energy prices, disrupted supply chains. Inflation is now running at an annualized rate over the last six months at about 2%, right, where the Fed wants it. It, this was a pandemic-related... Oh, no, I don't want to... Okay, thank you. Uh, let's move to the pandemic. Uh, you can use that excuse for the next 100 years. Uh, tell me about this meeting well, yesterday. A reason. No, There's it's a not. Big, no, it's, it's not. It was a reason about two years ago, not anymore. Give me the uh, the, the reason why uh, we have all these economic issues is the White House's administration has no idea what they're doing, from from, from their economists <laughs> to the people who build it. I mean, they're, they're, they're are, a joke. You are they're on a one joke. this morning. A, now, listen. No, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Now, give me the, the meeting between Biden and McCarthy yesterday. Now, Biden, yeah. Biden doesn't want to do anything here because it was up to Biden. Our country will look just like Europe, right? Small houses, federal government in charge of everything. This is what he wants. So he doesn't really want to really negotiate or do anything to fix this debt ceiling because he's Are you stupid. Like doing crystal meth in the morning before your show? <laughs> I am giving you the real facts. So tell no, me what you call me for. No, I know that. But clearly this morning, your uh, that little bias is back. You can't come on this show or any show and tell me Biden's doing a good job with anything because it's utterly ridiculous. There's nothing he's oh, done good with. Not foreign policy, not economy, not the racial issues in this country. He's effed up every single thing he's touched. But this meeting with McCarthy yesterday, how did that go? Yeah. Well, they, right now they're saying that they may have a path forward. What's important is that they just raised the debt ceiling. The, the debt ceiling is is not being raised to allow for future spending. It's it would be raised to allow for us to pay for prior 
bills and prior borrowing. So if you default on existing debt obligations, you could create a financial market scenario in which interest rates skyrocket, the dollar plunges, and the stock market gets killed, which leads to an economic crisis. We, we did this in 2011 with a very, very bad game of chicken that took place back then yeah. around the debt ceiling. And, you, and we, had our, we had our debt downgraded for this the first time in the nation's history. Just something you don't want to play with. So irrespective of whether you want to go through a regular budget process when this is done and reduce spending, that's fine. That's a discussion. That's a budget negotiation. The debt limit should never be used as kind of a, a hostage-taking mechanism in order to reduce future spending. This is just so we pay the bills right. that we've already incurred. Right, but, but, but spending is a part of the issue here, I guess. Again, this is where you do have the... The, uh, the knowledge, and I don't, but everybody I speak to, Ron, all people I respect and love, including you, you, Larry, Monica, all these people say the same thing, that uh, this thing will be over by June, that, that the, there's, there's more fear right now than the reality of a default. One would hope. I mean, and, you know, this, there's a lot of brinksmanship that goes on. It's a game of chicken. You know, you take it down to the wire, which we did in 2011. Now, the debt ceiling was raised three times under President Trump without a negotiation without any re- reductions in spending, and which included a $1.7 trillion tax cut that was unfunded. So it, the debt ceiling can be raised without an argument. There's no doubt about it and, and should be. In fact, we should probably get rid of it because once you incur the obligation, you have to pay it. The budget negotiations, and again, look, we spend on Social Security, Medicare, defense, interest on the national debt, all of those three things, which are very difficult to cut, account for between 75 to 80% of all federal spending. So if you cut all discretionary spending, you still would not get to a balanced budget. And so there, there, there's just some myths out there about how this process works. Yes, there should be you know, wiser choices being made in terms of spending. There are ways to you know, right-size the budget to an extent. But but getting it in balance in five years would probably crush the economy because you would take a, a huge prop out from underneath economic growth that comes from whatever programs we currently support. All right, last one, uh, Ronnie, about 30 to 60 seconds to go. The Fed again raised the rate yep. another quarter point. I mean, how many more times do you think this is going to happen? At what point, what number will it stop? We think we're going to stop around 5%, which is about a quarter point away. But the Fed seemed to indicate one or two more rate hikes was likely, although they said progress is being made on inflation, which is why the stock market rallied yesterday. I think they're going too far. I think inflation is going to come down far faster than most people would predict. And and I think that it is a rearview mirror problem and that this is not the 1970s. And anybody who thinks it is, is making an enormous mistake. That was a lot of fun, no? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to start your yeah. day, Ronnie. So, yeah. um, I'm going to go drop a Xanax and see if I can make it through the rest of the day. <laughs> Bro, I love you. That's uh, that's what love it's all about. Yell, yell and scream at each other, go back and forth, and at the end of the day, shake hands and tell you I love you. That was a great, great appearance. I'll talk to you again very, very soon, Ron and Santa. Thank you so much. Well, my, right. my man, Ron and Santa right there on Sid and Friends in the morning. Get a little fiery at 6 a.m. I like that. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation. 
consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.